because I believe science might offer an answer to the curse of the Bambino. Why someone took so long to hire that guy is beyond me. Anybody who's not tearing their team down right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. One of the great things about money is it, it buys a lot of things. One of which is the luxury to disregard what baseball likes, doesn't like, what baseball thinks, doesn't think. It's a threatening, not just a way of doing business, but, it's, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Hello, and welcome back to another Baseball Ops podcast with Top Velocity. Me, Brent Porcio here. Excited to take on another great topic. And this topic is going to be on why is velocity so important? So... The velocity factor, right? Obviously, we're top velocity, so it's a it's debatable. You know, you, you, a lot of people get into these heated debates. That uh, is it all about velocity? A lot of people want to say it's not. It's nothing about velocity. You know, and, and so it's it's a challenging debate. But it, when you look at the science, it's pretty obvious. It's all about velocity. And so I don't believe this is just some trend. And a lot of I think people are on that train that this is just a trend. This will never go away. As long as the game continues to be um, marketed the way it is, meaning, you know, the hot, the way the way of showing off a pitcher a lot of times is how hard can they can throw. It's that's more fun than how many strikes they throw. It it just is something that uh, is more exciting. Just like a hitter, they're going to show off probably their power, their home runs, as opposed to how well they bunt. You know, it's it, it's it's more of a a gladiator's game when you bring the power into it. So. Unless in the foreseeable future we can all say the power, the speed, the dynamics is going to come out of the game, then we could probably say velocity is on its way out. But I just don't see that happening. And at the end of the day, what is velocity? Velocity is a directional speed, so it's it's a speed measurement. So it's all that really is a big factor in the levels of the game. If you look at the lowest level of the game to the highest level of the game, the change of speed is what really changes the levels, and that's why velocity will never. I believe, I'll make the statement, I'll be bold, it'll never ever go away. It's And it's gotten more important over the years because statistically we found that starting pitchers do not pitch as well later in the game as they do early in the game. So we created these short starting pitchers or these pitchers that are you know, five innings and then consider pulling them, which then created room for the relief pitcher. And now you have these one inning, two inning guys they come in and fill those middle innings. And then we had the closer. So, you know, the closer in this game did not even become a measured statistic as far as a save until we started to shorten the amount of time the starter was in the game. Because way back in the day, the starters would throw the whole game, not today. And because of that, you shorten the amount of time, the amount of pitches being thrown. And when you do that to an athlete that um, was so heavily relying on endurance, you give them the opportunity because they're having to endure less to produce more effort or, or to bring more effort into it and produce more um, of a result of power or speed or velocity, if that's a factor, and it is a factor. Why would even velocity be a factor to the hitter in the act of pitching in, in, in the game, right? The pitcher's job is to not just start the pitch or start the, the game. He's there to compete with the hitter and try to get him out. And when you increase your velocity, shorting your shortening the time the hitter has to make a decision. And if they if you look at a lot of studies, and I'm not going to go into those studies because I have a lot of studies on the end of, on, of velocity, but if you look at those studies, it shows that hitters aren't really reactive. 
Meaning what, what separates hitters from levels of the game? It's not so much reaction time, but it's more what they call go, no-go decision-making. Meaning better hitters can predict pitches better. They can predict where it's going to be, how it's going to get there. And they're more consistent to identifying it and, and making contact. So when you shorten their time to make those decisions, that makes it more challenging for them to be good hitters. So velocity is speed. It shortens the time for the hitter to make a decision. That's why you're not going to get it out of the game unless for some reason they find more deceptive ways, which they have over the years. And that's where spin is coming to this. They've found more deceptive ways to throw off the hitter's ability to make a decision. So, but we're going to talk about that. And I think that's what's exciting because I think a lot of people dive into velocity as if it's all by itself. It's just sitting there lonely on a little island. And for right now, it's the king and everyone crowns it. No, velocity is just the product of the work being applied to the ball. And it's interlaced with a lot of other components we've most recently in the game of baseball have found to be very valuable to predicting the success of, of, of the ball, the pitch, or, or how the hitter, or what the pitcher's doing to that ball to be successful. So today we have not just velocity, we've got spin rate, when we know that, how fast the ball is spinning, that has an effect on the hitter's decision-making. We have spin axis, we have obviously, and that plays into movement. So all these new variables have come into the game which better help us understand how deceptive that ball is going to be to the hitter's decision-making. So let's look at velocity. So let's, I think I'm doing this episode so we can try to discredit velocity. I'm, I'm not really playing devil's advocate. I'm actually going to show you, I'm, I'm going to, you know, look at every aspect of it, but I'm going to show you why it's so important. And because it's so interlaced into the performance of the game, you can't just pull it out. So you can't just take velocity out and just work on command. You can't just take velocity out and then go work on health. If your really goal is to be in a healthy, high velocity pitcher, there, it's all interwoven. So let's start with this one study. This is where I want to start. This one just recently came out. Um, it's called Pitching Mechanics and the Relationship to Accuracy in Professional Baseball Pitchers. I think a lot of people ask where these studies are. You can go to my Instagram, at Top Velocity. I post them there. I post them on Twitter. I post them on... Um, I, I post them in the program and I give everybody access to the these little... the abstracts that I, that I add. If you want the full... Uh, studies, you're, if they're not public access, you might have to purchase them, not through me, but through the journals that host those studies. So a good place to get your studies and, and review these is Google Scholar. So, so search Google Scholar and then type these studies in and you'll get their abstracts at least, and you might get the manuscripts if they're public or if you want to pay for them. Pitching mechanics and the relationship to accuracy in professional pitchers. So this study, in conclusion, found that Professional pitchers with increased accuracy experience decreased throwing arm kinetics. These pitchers had increased lead knee extension at later stages of the pitch, potentially proving more stable engagement with the ground and the transfer of kinetic energy to the upper extremities. Professional pitchers can consider increasing lead knee extension at the final stages of the pitch to improve the accuracy of the throws and mitigate elbow varus torque. Okay, so you, if, if you go more into this, it also goes into the, uh, the extension, the stability of the front leg supported a more forward trunk. So that more forward trunk with a stable leg, pushing the trunk more forward, allowed them to command better to, over the plate. So those guys typically were better command. But also, too, let's go back to what it said originally. 
those who had increased actually also experienced decreased throwing arm kinetics. Kinetics are the forces on the arm. So this study is saying that command is a product of people, pitchers that put less stress on their arm and have better front leg stability driving a more forward trunk. The cool thing about this study is this is a command study. This is saying, hey, command is based on these parameters. I'm going to show you that health and velocity and spin are also predicated on those parameters. Let's dive into this study. There's many of them. So I'm going to kind of rapid fire these here. This is called individual factors associated with baseball pitching performance. A scoping review. It said that uh, based on these studies presenting low and moderate risk of bias, we concluded that body weight aging kin kinematics such as forward trunk tilt, uh, lateral or lead knee flexion, and lateral trunk tilt are associated with pitching performance. So forward trunk tilt, the ability to move the front forward, and which ultimately means a good stable front leg to allow that to move forward is also considered a performance factor. It's a velocity factor as well. Here's another study that says it's called variability in baseball pitching biomechanics among various levels of competition. There was a significant overall difference in kinematics in the six of 11 kinematic parameters. And one of those was also trunk forward tilt. We look at one called relationship ball velocity and throwing mechanics in college baseball pitchers. And one of the improvements in velocity was increased forward trunk tilt at max at release. Uh, there's, let's see if there's any more. I have, these are incredibly common. You're going to see forward trunk tilt real, real common when it comes to improving uh, velocity. And we have the study that shows it's significant to improving command. So think about that. The, the pitcher's ability to catch his forces on his front leg, stabilize them, and transfer the trunk over that leg in support is driving in these studies velocity and command. Huge. Really showing the interconnection of uh, pitching performance through the biomechanics. And I want you to think this way. This is how I want you to think. For example, these metrics off the ball, velocity, spin rate, spin direction, that is the result of the work applied to the ball. So if I create work on the ball, forces to the ball in, in a certain way, the result is going to be in those measurements, velocity, spin rate, uh, spin direction. Think of the body in a similar, uh, a similar format. The work I apply through my body is going to be measured out in the biomechanical results. So if I apply work through my body, forces through my body, movements through my body, it's going to result in these biomechanics, a more stable front leg, a more forward trunk tilt. So think about that, how that works. I have to first apply the work into my body to produce a result through my movements of my body. Then that moves up to the work being applied to the ball to get the results through the ball. So it's hard to say in that kind of a system and in, in that kind of interconnected in that kind of, um, uh, I, I don't know the best word, but organic kind of like all enlaced system. It's hard to pull out metrics and say, Oh, this one's all by itself, not only influenced by a few things that influence nothing else. That's why you're going to find that all these performance metrics are connected. Yeah, you can over-exaggerate one than the other, 
and you're usually out of balance and that usually causes problems. But if you want to be able to apply them all, velocity, health, command, it's how well you apply the work to the system to get the balance result at the end is the key. And that's the, that's the point coming out of this, this episode today is this, this connection of them all. So what is another real connector here when we look at command? Let's see if we can go down the line on through command, through velocity, through health. Let's look at the work applied to the body that creates these biomechanical measurements that then will produce through these studies the results to the ball provide producing command velocity and, and, and leaving that body healthy. Here's one of my favorite ones. We talk about a lot hip to shoulder separation. So what is hip to shoulder separation? That's the timing of when the hips rotate to when the shoulders rotate. And like, here's a study here. It says the role of pelvis and thoracic rotation velocity in baseball pitching. It says by themselves, maximum pelvis and thoracic, that's the upper trunk rotation velocity were not associated with throwing velocity, meaning maximum rotation of those rotators, those pelvis and thoracic. Separation was positively and significantly associated with throwing velocity. Results indicated that the relative timing of the pelvis and thoracic peak rotation velocity and pitching fastballs in baseball uh, is a determinant of throwing velocity in skilled pitchers. So what it's saying is, it's not just how fast you rotate the system, it's how well you time when those, those, those um, components peak, specifically in separation of each other. That's the sequencing of the movement. So it's saying, hey, there's a high correlation, not how, well, how fast you're rotating, but how well you're peaking rotation as you sequence the kinetic chain. And then here's another one, the association of baseball pitch delivery and kinematic sequence of stresses at the shoulder and elbow joints. It basically said, our study findings suggest that the specific kinematic sequence pattern employed during pitch delivery is, delivery is more influential to the torques and the, on the shoulder and elbow than the pitch delivery approach. So now it's saying, what's kinematic sequence? And it shows it here in the graph. That's the timing of the sequence of rotation, of when the hips rotate, to when the trunk rotates, to when the arm rotates. And that timing of that sequence, they're saying the more optimal the timing, that has more effect on the stress on the arm. So there's two. Now we've got hip to shoulder separation linking to velocity, hip to shoulder separation linking to um, health, reduced stress in the arm. We can jump back into the first study we did on command, the one I just read to you in the very beginning that says pitching mechanics and the relationship to actually in professional baseball pitchers, where it said, Increased accuracy and experience decreased throwing arm kinetics. So it's someone had had less stress in the arm was better at commanding. Makes sense, you know that that means they're they're a little bit more free to move. They're not fighting through movements where torques are higher. So once again, that can that can jump and cohesively connect to the system of understanding here. Improving kinematic sequence, improving hip to shoulder separation, improves velocity. It reduces stress, which is amazing. It does them both. At the same time, too, it's going to put less on the stress in the arm where we're going to ultimately be able to command better. So that's the interconnection here. And we can go even farther and deep into it. For example, you know, when, when it looks at command or let's go into how the ball's spinning. So we got the one metric here, velocity. But what about spin? You know, what is spin? We, we know studies show that spin and velocity have a strong correlation to each other, meaning like not over in general across the population of all pitchers. 
But individually, when someone increases their velocity, their spin typically goes up. So it, ha it has a strong correlation there. Why is that? Because the work being applied to the ball, more than likely the forces, when I push more force, it could also push more spin by creating that force. That makes sense. But what really creates spin is what we call the biomechanical, in this study they look at it, biomechanical analysis of form pronation and its relationship to ball movement for the two-seam and four-seam fastballs. This study, when we're talking about pronation, it's, it's how the form rotates, right? So all the joints are rotating in the body. The form rotates in what we call supination to pronation. And it does that as you go into release. That's how you actually spiral a football and that's actually how you spin a baseball. And this study found here that a significant positive correlation was identified between form pronation acceleration of ball release and the magnitude of vertical ball movement regardless of pitch type. So what it's saying is pitchers have more pronation speeds, acceleration of pronation, typically had better movement. If it was vertical movement, if it was horizontal movement, if it was a breaking pitch, pronation is the key to spin. So how do we create more pronation, right? Well, here's a study that found it's called biomechanical effects of foot placement during pitch, pitching. So foot placement during pitching. And they measured it as a pitcher landing to the first base side as a righty or the third base side. And it found that pitchers, that open pitchers, so pitchers that landed to the open side had less shoulder abduction at the time of ball release. So their shoulders were a little bit lower at, at, at ball release and their greater maximum shoulder interrotation velocity in comparison with the closed pitchers. They also had less forearm pronation at the time of ball release and greater maximum elbow extension. So what he's saying is someone who lands the open side, their el the elbow wants to come down because think about it, their momentum wants to go this way, but the target's back the other way. So they kind of drop their elbow to keep the direction moving towards the target because their body's going this way. And then because of that, because they're in an open position, now the arm has to work harder to pronate to come around as if they were closed, it would more easily come around. So now they're being forced to, uh, they're, they're getting into less pronation and more elbow extension because they're pushing to keep that direction. So ultimately that, that less pronation, that delayed pronation is going to potentially, ultimately, that's gonna kill pronation speeds. When you can't get as much of it, you're probably gonna kill the speed through it, more than likely. So, for if a pitcher has really good spin, he's probably not flying open. He's probably landing close. And what happens when someone flies open? They're typically not timing the pelvis and thoracic rotation well. So their hit their shoulder separation timing is off, which is causing them to early trunk rotate or fly open. Now they drop their arm, they drag their arm, they push, they kill pronation. Now those guys have flatter pitches. They don't have good spin rates. So this is the cohesiveness of what I love of truly understanding optimal biomechanics. It's using what we call the kinetic chain approach, which is what top velocity is. We're built on the kinetic chain approach. And it says, if you correctly apply the work to the body to optimize the movements it produces, optimal hip to shoulder separation, optimal leg drops, optimal forward trunk tilt, optimal front leg stability, then you're gonna get everything you want as an elite pitcher. You're gonna get more velocity, more spin, better spin, more better health, less stress, more command. It's all in here. And the more these studies come out, the more the story is, is it being exposed and we're seeing the truth. And unfortunately, there's tons and tons of methods out there that are ignoring this. They're segmented. They're not using the whole body. And ultimately, that's probably why we have such criticism on velocity, that it, it's independent 
of command. It's independent of health. It's probably because they're watching these methods that are uh, flawed. They're not built through the kinetic chain. And they are. They're overemphasizing something to get velocity. And it's, it's, it's throwing off the balance of command and health. But if you were applying the full kinetic chain, that should not happen. You're going to get the best of everything. But I'll tell you right now, it is a lot harder process. So I hope this helps you understand why velocity is so valuable, why it should, can never be plucked from the system that produces an elite pitcher. And that ultimately, once you truly understand it, it should be something you should be comfortable with developing. And, and you would know that it all comes together when it comes to developing the elite pitcher. So appreciate you uh, listening. If you have a comment, please post it here. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I hope you can get to all those studies and learn more with me. And we'll see you on the next episode.